0: Hey everyone, Don here. Uh, welcome to another episode of Friday Night Stripes. We're going to do another pre-game episode uh, right now. Uh, today we're going to go over uh, Rule 2 and, and some of the uh, different definitions that are in Rule 2. Um, we're only going to go over four different ones. I went through all of Rule 2 and looked for anywhere it's um, the definition might be be important that the wording of the definition so rule two is all that de- is, is a definition of playing terms There there's uh 40 i can't pull it up right now there's 45 different sub articles in rule two and there's multiple definitions in a lot of those so there's likely over a hundred different definitions just within Rule 2. And I know that when new officials are being trained, they're told to get into Rule 2 and understand all the definitions because they're really important. And while absolutely true, it's really hard to tell somebody to go look at definitions. Um, so I, I think it's always a good idea to go back through Rule 2 and and just check your understanding of what the definition of certain terms is. So I'm going to start with... Um, 2-5-2 and this is block in the blocking in the back so um, this one came up uh, I was I was watching a MIBT online.com video um, they do uh, video reviews every week it's it's actually a great service you, sh- you should absolutely join um, and uh, they, had a, they had a video review of a play and they said, well, is this a block in the back? Is this a clip or is this nothing? And I voted for block in the back because I was positive that's what was there. Um, and then later on, they went through their thought process on what they had and it ended up being nothing. And the reason is this definition right here. So let's, let's read it here. Um, Article 2-5-2. Blocking in the back is a block against an opponent when the initial contact is in the opponent's back, inside the shoulders, and below the helmet, and above the waist, and not against a player who is a runner or pretending to be a runner. So the, the important clause there that I did not remember being part of the definition was inside the shoulders. So we're talking a very small target area in order for it to be block in the back. Um, This is not the definition of um, getting a head in front. If the head's not in front, then it's a block in the back or it's a clip. Um, In in fact, let's, let's go ahead and read clipping here. Clipping is a block against an opponent when the initial contact is from behind at or below the waist and not against a player who is a runner or pretending to be a runner. So a clip is not necessarily, a clip in my head was always hitting him in the side um, with the head behind the player instead of in front of the player. That's nothing of what we have here. Um, for it to be a block in the back, it's got to be between the shoulders. And for it to be a clip, it's got to be from behind. And I don't I don't read that as from the side. I read that as you got to become pretty good from behind there. So um, real interesting to, to go look at that definition there. The second one is under fair catch and this again was a um this was a discussion that was going on in the facebook group so i want to i want to hit this one this is 2-9-4 and this is for an invalid fair catch signal an invalid fair catch signal is any signal by a receiver before the kick is caught or recovered a that does not meet the requirements of a valid signal. Okay, so let's go read what a valid signal is. A, and this is in the, in the article just above it, 2-9-3. A valid fair catch signal is the extending and lateral waving of one arm at full arm's length above the head by any R player. So, let's, um, let's break this down. An invalid fair catch signal is any signal by a receiver that does not meet the requirements of a valid signal. So what this is saying, and this was part of the discussion, this is saying when, when, a, when a receiver is waving his, his teammates away, waving them away, keeping them away from the ball, that's technically an invalid fair catch signal because it's any signal by a receiver and it does not meet the requirements of a, of a valid signal. I do think if, if it's something like that, you may want to consider whether that's something you want to call or not, um, especially since it's, it's such a well-known practice to do it. Um, I would say that's worth some discussion. Um, amongst your crew and 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 within your association um it does seem like uh picking a nit there that you may not want to go chase trouble because that that will cause you trouble i mean what you're what you're essentially saying there is if you throw a flag on that and let's say um that the returner actually waves his teammates away the ball hits the ground it bounces into his arms he catches it and runs for a touchdown and you've got a flag down for an invalid fair catch signal. That's going to be really hard, um, to explain to that coach. So, um, you handle it however you wish, but it's a, it's important to know what the definition actually says and, and determine in your head how you want to handle it. Um, so again, this was one that came up. I was like, wow, that's, that's certainly not the way I remembered the, uh, the rule being. So, the, the next one I wanted to cover was force. And what we're going to read here is, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read all four articles within force, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. 2-3-1. Force is the result of energy exerted by a player which provides movement of the ball. The term force is used only in connection with the goal line and in only one direction from the field of play into the end zone. Initial force results from a carry, fumble, kick, pass, or snap. After a fumble, kick, or backward pass has been grounded, a new force may result from a bat, an illegal kick, or a muff. Article 2 Responsibility for forcing the ball from the field of play across a goal line is attributed to the player who carries, snaps, passes, fumbles, or kicks the ball unless a new force is applied to either a kick, fumble, or backward pass that has been grounded. Article 3. The muffing or batting of a pass, kick, or fumble in flight is not considered a new force. Let me say that again. The muffing or batting of a pass, kick, or fumble in flight is not considered a new force. The batting of a fumble in flight is not considered a new force. Grounded, yes, but not in flight. Article 4. Force is not a factor on kicks going into our end zone, since these kicks are always a touchback, regardless of who supplied the force. B, when a backward pass or fumble is declared dead in the end zone of the opponent of the player who passed or fumbled with no player possession. So there's a lot of words there. Um, I'm going to pull a couple examples out of the casebook here, and, and we're going to talk through it. Um, so the, f- the, fu- the first one is a fun one, um, because if you ever see it, it's a unicorn. Um, and, and it's something that would always be fun. So, um, this is rule three, eight dot three dot three situation a out of the case book. During a try, a fumble by a one is at rest on the 3-yard line when a muff by B1 is judged by the game official to be a new force causing the ball to go into the B's end zone where B recovers. And either A downs the ball in the end zone or B advances to his own 10-yard line. So remember this is a try. So the ball is dead when B possesses it. Where did B possess it? B possessed it in his own end zone. Who put the ball in B's end zone? The situation states that B caused the the ball to go into B's end zone. Therefore, we have a safety. Because it was a try, we actually have a one-point safety. So, um, again, this is a unicorn rarely seen out in nature. If you've seen one, please send in a story if it's a great story on, on how it came about. It's probably very similar to something like this. Um, love to see one of those one point safeties at one point and, and hope that we, we all get it right. Um, so another one is B intercept. This is 8 5 2 situation E out of the case book. B intercepts a pass on B's four yard line with his momentum taking him toward his goal line. A, B fumbles on the one yard line or B, B1 is contacted by A2 and the ball comes loose on the two yard line. In both cases, B2 recovers the ball in B's end zone and is down there. The result of this is a safety. So you may be thinking, well, he intercepted it at the forward, he was headed towards the end zone. Doesn't momentum exception apply? The momentum exception goes away once we had the fumble. So because B possessed it, his fumble, was the force that put in the end zone. Therefore, we have a safety. So I um, wanted to just cover force. I think force is a good one to, to get through the, uh, through the definitions and make sure everybody understands all the different things to think about there. Um, finally, I really, this is a weird one. I wanted to talk about out-of-bounds. Um, and this is the definition of out-of-bounds. And, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, 2-21-1. a player or other person is out of bounds when any part of the person is touching anything other than another player or a game official that is on or outside the sideline or inline. So what this why I brought this one up, let's say A88s running a pattern down the sideline. He's shoved out of bounds by B-36 and immediately makes to return. But as he's returning, he sees the ball's in the air. He's not back in bounds yet. He sees the ball's in the air, so he jumps in the air from out of bounds, catches the ball, and lands in bounds. If you're thinking like basketball, where he has to establish that he's in bounds, you're like, well, he caught it out of bounds. No good. But the definition does not support that. The definition is you're only out of bounds when you're literally out of bounds, touching out of bounds or touching something that is out of bounds. There's no no such thing as having to establish yourself in bounds. Um, I covered that he was pushed out and he immediately started to make his way back in. So that takes his responsibility away. He, He did what he was supposed to do. The only odd part is he leapt from out of bounds into the air to catch the pass and caught it in bounds. I'm sure I, I, it's not quite as much a unicorn as the uh, one point safety, but I'm sure it's happened out there. So, again, if, if any of you have seen this out there, please uh, let me know. So, those were the four definitions I wanted to cover. Again, Rule Two is real good to go into um, every once in a while, just read through. Um, see, if, uh, see if anything in there really catches your eye as far as uh, something you didn't understand. Um, again, if you've got any feedback or, or, or any, any great stories you want to share, uh, please send them to uh, hello at FridayNightStripes.com. Uh, you can leave a voicemail at 407-588-7224. You can also hit us on uh, Twitter or Facebook at Friday Night Stripes. Other than that, everybody go have great games. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group Friday Night Stripes or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'em Down by Flash Fluarty, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.